This is Two Girls, One Mike, the show that talks about the holes and plot holes of your favorite porn. Welcome to Two Girls, One Mike, the porncast that wants you to know that no matter how hard times get during these trying times of this global pandemic, no matter how good of an idea you think you have, no matter how many of your buddies say you should do it, no matter what, don't start a podcast. I'm your co-host, Yvette Dontremont. Here is my lovely co-host, Alice Vaughn. Alice, I'm so glad we started this podcast before uh, the global pandemic, because otherwise we shouldn't have. Yeah, there are a lot of people who have a lot of free time on their hands and they think they're interesting. Uh, I hate to break it to you. You're not. We're not interesting. The only reason we're interesting enough to do this is because other people are getting naked and we're telling jokes about it. So thank you for your boobs and your penises. You've made us more interesting by proxy, I guess. I mean, someone has to do it and no one was doing it. And this is an idea and we went for it. Someone needed to talk about the plot. Look, people were reading Playboy for the articles. This needed to happen. Speaking of talking about porn, I am so excited for our girl on girl on girl trio today. Oh yeah, we're having an FFF. And I look, we're not getting much human contact right now. The more, the more I can get of this, mm, the better. Excuse you, but I'm tripping my webcam later. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. oh, is there like an angle that's best for that? Like, or is, it, is there a best webcam for tripping? That's a great question. Uh, and uh, that's going to be like a series that comes out from Alice Little at some point. Are you at home and can't come see your designated sex worker? Well, here are some tips. But we have Remy Casimir, the host of the podcast How Come, which almost sounds also like an existential crisis. How come? Yes. How hello, come? guys. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for hanging out with us. We're excited oh to have God. you. It's so lovely to be here from bed. I'm from Shays right now. I always thought I'd start a revolution from my bed, as Oasis said, and now we have the opportunity. This is not the uprising I expected, to be fair. No, no. Okay, what is your podcast about? Yeah. So I started How Come in 2017 because I had never had an orgasm and I wanted to know how come and how to do it. And I had been doing stand-up comedy at that point for like three years. So I'd gotten accustomed to talking about vulnerable things in public. And then I was like, let's ramp it up to the most vulnerable thing. I like it. And it's not easy for especially women to say, hey, I've just never, I haven't come yet. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like with men, it's so obvious. And for women, everybody describes this peak, this moment. Mm -hmm. And then you can't help but question yourself of, did I get there? Did Am I doing this right? It's I, I don't, yeah. If you're asking, you don't know. You know, like I used to be like, I'm not sure if I had an orgasm, people would be like, you would know. Yeah, that's kind of what it is. You know when you have one. Like it's not like a penis that it's like creating Elmer's glue at the end of it. But like, you know. Hey, speak for your own vagina. Mine glitter erupts. I should probably talk to a doctor. See, I can squirt though without coming. Whoa. Interesting. That raises the question, does squirting, because it's kind of a mechanical thing that causes that to happen, at least at least for me. And I wonder, is that technically an orgasm or is that a reflex? No, sometimes it's a completely separate thing. And I don't think that there's like enough research into squirting yet. 
but yeah. I've had a ton of women write in being like, hey, I squirted, but I don't think I had an orgasm. Like, is mm. that possible? And like, yeah, it's very possible. And like, that's perfectly it valid. usually means that an orgasm is to follow. It's like the thunder before the lightning or whatever the reverse is. Lightning before the, yeah. Yeah. But like, it's just some people are like different. Some people will squirt at the same time. Some people like do it after. Wow. Yeah. I never thought of them being decoupled, but that's kind of neat. Yeah. So have you finally gotten there? Oh, yeah. No, I think spoiler alert. Yay! I, yeah. I'm applauding your yeah. orgasms. Thank you. Thank Very, you. I'm yeah, happy for it's, you. Uh, it's changed my whole life. <laughs> I have a friend who I'm referring over to your podcast because... Oh, you have when, to. When last we had sex, she had not had an orgasm, and I want that to... Ch- I don't know if that's changed. Yeah. No, it's really tough, like, especially for people fucking people who have never had an orgasm because, like, you want so yeah. badly to make it happen for them. But, yeah. like... It's so hard to do that. And they don't know what's wrong because they're like, well, I don't know which where the button is. I think I've tried all the buttons. And you as a person who generally like you think you're pleasing your partner, you're like, are my partners just lying to me that I'm pleasing? <laughs> like what's going wrong here with my ability to please? So like it's not totally. it's not a happy situation for anyone involved. No, I always say because like I, w- I was dating my boyfriend for two years before I started the podcast and people are always like, oh, is he so offended that like you couldn't come and it's like you were dating him. And I was like, yeah, but I'd never come alone either. And like, yeah. if you expect somebody to make you come and you've never done it, it's like handing them a nine-sided Rubik's cube and being like, hey, figure this out. No one's done it. Also, you're naked. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. Find the needle. Here's the haystack. Yeah, no, it's impossible. And so like, I think, yeah, she should definitely come over to How Come, listen to, um. so the way that How Come was structured is I had been receiving assignments from people out in the world when they would hear that I hadn't had an orgasm, they'd be like, Oh, you got to do this. You got to do this. You got to do this. And oh my God. I would, either... I want to know what the craziest things were that you tried that didn't work, but that kind of were fun, right? There have to be some stories. There's two assignments that were really crazy and didn't work, but did teach me things. So, so the way that it's structured is I would get all these, whatever out in the world, people would tell me things to do. And I was like, I would either give up on them and like start crying or just like, be like, nah, I'm not going to do that one. So I started the podcast as like a thing to hold me accountable with these assignments. And I would have people on and everybody once a week would have to give an assignment. And then before the next time I would have had to done that to myself or like with another person and see like how it worked. So it was six assignments. This is like sexual anthropology. I love it. Literally six assignments that led me to come. After 28 years of never having an orgasm, oh my six assignments. And now there are 400 women around the world who have followed those six assignments, or maybe they only get to number two and that works, but who have had their first orgasms because of these assignments. Let's go through the checklist. I want to... Shall we study? Yeah. Let's, let's begin. Guys, I know everyone's out of school right now. Let's go to class. Go to, go class, to class with Remy. Oh, yeah. just be our sensei. So assignment one was from my friend, Wendy Starling. And she told me, go to your room, set a 30 minute timer. Don't do anything except for graze lightly over your panties for 30 minutes. Get used to giving yourself that time. Give yourself permission to have that time for yourself and be selfish enough to think 30 minutes. Yes. Get used to it because a lot of vulva owners, like we think that we're going to come as fast as penis people. Hell no. They are 
totally built differently. And because they are built differently, because they're on a different time schedule, there's a huge pleasure gap because usually if the penis comes, then sex is over. No, 30 minutes is probably what you need. So assignment one, just stroke above the panties. Don't get in the weeds. Don't get nervous about getting wet. Don't even expect to come. Just get used to giving yourself that time. I like that. Sound good? Really good advice. Mm -hmm. I cried. Oh, can you imagine from frustration? What was going through your mind with that? Is it because you had 30 minutes in New York? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I think I did it wrong because I turned on music. I thought it was supposed to be like a romantic experience. And then I like got all in my head and I was like, I'm all alone. Like, this isn't romantic. So don't. Don't turn on music. Don't put on some Sarah McLaughlin and and get into a headspace. No, just be thinking about yourself and think about what does turn me on. Like what pops into my head? Like I'm cool. I'm a woman. I love myself. You know, like just get in to yourself because a lot of us have been trained to do for other people and not for ourselves. Makes sense. I like that a lot. So step two through six. All right. Number two assignment. Watch porn. I had never watched porn really before. Oh my God. Really? Yeah. The way that I grew up, I always thought porn was for guys. Yeah. Not surprising. The times that I'd watched it was usually in a group of guys because I would never like go seek it out alone. I wasn't a perv because you didn't want to be a perv because you were a woman and you want to be a good woman. I'm a perv. But um, yeah, I digress. <laughs> a lot of the porn that I was watching was created by men and very male centric. And that wasn't getting me off. It was scaring me. There were too many dicks in the room. It was all about the dick. It was these bald guys with veiny penises. No. So what I advise to people is start with some girl on girl action, get female made porn, you know, made for women by women, romantic porn, audio porn. A lot of us get caught up in visual stuff. There are great Mm -hmm. audio erotica Mm -hmm. websites that like, a guy can talk to you. Like there's this guy, Jim from Feel Good Filth on Quinn. If you check out Quinn, he'll literally do like daddy daughter role play with you and be like, come here, little girl, and like spank you and like get on my lap. Like, but just audio, like while you masturbate. I didn't even realize that was a thing. And just by you telling me that was a thing, I, I need it. Like you're this, wet. It reminds me of a thing that happened to me early in my realizing that I was into DS type stuff where a guy just said something that triggered something in my brain. And I'm like, oh man, I could go for that. What is DS? Uh, Dominant submission. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. His is called DDLG. Daddy Dom, little girl. Oh my. But he also does like, like, come here, let me cuddle you. And then he'll do like Foley work where you can hear his cat purring. Like, like it's all different types of all the shit. There's also, um, Dipsy. Oh my God. So you know you can request clips and he'll say things like, no, don't worry. You didn't spend too much on your credit card. Yes. I'll pay it off. Don't worry. I've got oh. it. No, those jeans do not make you look fat. I'll take care of the dishes. However much I have to hire him for, it's worth it. Oh. So Remy, do you want to go through steps uh, three to six or should we just direct our listeners to your show? Maybe you guys should just listen to How Come. Yeah, I, I'm pretty down with these first steps and want to check out the rest of it just based on what you said, because we have all the time in the world now. Right. And also, I got to talk about this parody. Oh, we yeah, do. We, like, we do. I just want there to be enough time dedicated to Cumless. I enjoyed this on many, many levels. Like I wish I wish there was more plot. Yes. But I also enjoyed what they 
chose to feature in it? Mm, I had feelings, so I personally didn't really like it. So um, first off, if someone's never seen Clueless, how would you guys describe it? Modern day version of the Jane Austen novel, Emma, I believe. Yes, it is a 90s version of the Jane Austen oh, novel, yeah. Emma. Because 90s isn't modern day. Any- I'm old. <laughs> It is like the beginning of the mean girls type of movie, like hot, rich girl, but we're on her side. What? And it's because she's kind of nice while being hot, rich girl. Right. And she is kind of she's vapid and she's popular and she's wanted and she loves making projects out of other people. Yeah. Um, she sees a totally clueless girl, Ty Frazier, wearing uh, big Janko jeans. And she's like, no, no, no. Oh, we have to put you in a matching set. See, you're not the only old person in here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, I'm old and my Botox is going to wear out soon. Oh, the, this pandemic uh, is hurting us all. Hashtag first world problems. Dude, look at my roots. It's insane. But um, hey, you know what? Society did us a solid by being like roots are in now, guys. I came into this house, Cher Horowitz. I will be leaving Ty Frazier. <laughs> hey, hey, just just don't leave Brittany Murphy. She's had she had a rough go. I hope to. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Just just escape Oof. COVID. That's all I'm saying. I love Brittany Murphy and I'm so yeah. glad that she got to do the body of work that she did in the time that she was here. Yeah. It's, it seems like she got surrounded by some really shitty people and that's she was a really good actress and it, uh, it sucks. Some really shitty people and some really good drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Drugs are, um, you know, stay away from the drugs that you can't that don't let you leave them alone. Yeah. But also in Clueless, we are introduced to a single dad who's a lawyer, he's a litigator, and she kind of takes care of her dad. And he's this like weird, rich, lovable asshole. And then uh, she has him wrapped around her little finger because her her mom died and just she is just the apple of his eye. Mm-hmm. And there's almost, but without the creepy feel to it, kind of an Ivanka Trump kind of relationship. Yes. Very daddy. But with like yes. I said, without like... Her dad isn't a creep and she's not. um, It's a very endearing relationship. Who wouldn't want to be with you? You're the most beautiful girl in the world. That's exactly his whole thing. Yeah. What's interesting is so the part was played by Alicia Silverstone. So I was looking up trivia for. She was 16. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Not only that, but they actually almost cast Sarah Michelle Gellar and also Reese Witherspoon, they considered for the part as well. Yeah, but they wanted a noob. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. So here's a kicker. So Alicia Silverstone got the part. She didn't even audition for it. So someone actually recommended to the director that uh, they cast the girl from the movie The Crush. Mm-hmm. And uh, the director said, no, 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 no. I want the girl from the Aerosmith music video yeah. Cryin'. It was the same girl. It was Alicia Silverstone. That's amazing. She just kind of was the 90s. She is perfect and beautiful. And Mel is right when he says that she should be the most sought after girl because she just is like everything that you would want to be in the 90s. Oh, yeah. She was just a vision in that movie. Mm -hmm. In that film, she had well over 60 costume changes. Sure. Yeah. And they were legendary. Mm -hmm. I was so happy that one thing they did do in this movie, they did manage to kind of recreate the yellow plaid outfit that she had. I was very happy they made that decision. That was the only, I think, outfit that they recreated. It was just like, listen, we paid $60 at Yandy. Okay. (laughs) 
they far underdid the decisions for for war. I'm like, this is we a- borrowed this from Iggy Azalea. You couldn't even have recreated the Calvin Klein dress with the right? invisible coat over it. I have major contention with their decision to not do this, but they should have had at some point. Like, and there was there were what four sex scenes in this, and there what they could have done were. for a fifth was had Cher kind of chasing after her as we find out later in the movie her homo uh, guy friend and oh. then the, and then the guy friend could have ended up hooking up with a guy see we could have yes. we could have shoehorned in a gay scene which would have been fantastic like this movie had some some kind of a little bit of diversity to it like there are, you don't always see uh black on black porn in a mainstream porn they started that off with this totally. and they had they had three girls in the scene i'm like this is fantastic like Whoa, i'm like all right Yvette, you're asking them to be really progressive Come yeah on, it's only 2018 when they filmed this they did a solo scene too yeah i've never seen a solo scene before it I was really impressed. I'm like, you know, they had an opportunity to shoehorn in something really cute with this and be like, it could have been like, no, Cher, I'm gay after, you know, she rolls off the bed and then he can go bang the pool boy. Yes. Right. I wanted that. But unfortunately, like there's no straight porn films that I've seen yet where they put, you know, a guy on guy scene. It's really frustrating. Can I say why? Do you know why? I'd love to hear your reason. Let's hear it. They generally don't blend guy on guy with mainstream because there's different laws for STD testing. Yeah. We've heard different stories from different people on this. The number of times like yeah. I cannot get a straight answer from anyone on what the rules are on on this. And it's like you have a handful of crossover actors uh, like Lance. The only one, the only name who ever comes up when we mention crossover actors, the number one name that comes up is always Lance Hart. And it's like there are other people doing this. Somehow there has to Danny be. Danny Wild. Yeah. Mm. Like there has to be a way to get everyone on the same testing protocol uh, mm-hmm. and sort this shit out because I would love to see a gay seat in the middle of this. Just it for th- Also, the testing might be completely the same, but there could be still prejudice. Like, I don't yeah. think that the porn industry, as woke as it is, is yep. safe from people being a little... Yeah. Uneducated. I mean, it's possible that at one point the testing was different or at one point it's just you had a higher risk of having uh, different STDs if you were doing gay porn. And now, uh, because there's still that stigma, people have not come around. I just, I don't know. And it's just, we've heard conflicting stories. I'm just, please, everyone, just follow the same testing protocol. Get on the same page. Show up to your shoots with, I don't know what you have to do. Just, I want to see some gay porn in the middle of my long form porn movies. Also, maybe... Some of the companies are still trying to cater to a, a strictly male audience, like a strictly hetero male audience who's like, I don't want to be seeing a gay porn. If I see a dick, that'll make me like dicks. It's why I never wash my dick. <laughs> well, I mean, if you touch your own dick, it's gay. It's gay. Yeah. I mean, it I really per- is. I personally watched Cumless with my boyfriend. And if a gay scene had popped up, I would have been stoked. And by the way, for people who say, oh, no, regular porn, that's for everyone, you know, for a straight man and straight women. It's like, okay, just show me a regular straight porn where you have a guy doing a solo scene. Any, just send me one. I want people to go through and count. And I've told my husband this. I'm like, show me a porn in which you see equal amount of time in which a guy is going down on a girl versus a girl giving a blowjob. Oh, never. It doesn't happen. And it's all very, again, performative. It's like this this very like, look, there's a tongue on a clit. It's a minute of that. And then on to like 10 minutes of sloppy, like gagging blowjob. And I'm like, look. Smacking myself in the face with your baby arm. 
<laughs> it, which look, everyone appreciates. But like, I, I just, why is there not a little bit more of this? I want to see a man dedicated to eating some ass. So what I thought, now we were talking about blowies, what I thought was really interesting. Can we start from the top of the movie? Yes. Absolutely. So the first thing is the voiceover. They do the voiceover very similarly. It's like, so you're probably thinking, what? My life is an Oxima commercial, right? And they make the clever twist that, but I'm not a 16-year-old girl. I'm just a classic college student. Um, Which I don't know why they had to make them Oh, seniors in college. Ooh, we know there's a law that you have. Oh. Well, there's a law that you have to say that someone's 18 plus in a porn. Like but you why have to not 18. Hmm. Like I get saying they're in college 18, but they were 21. She's like, were they shown drinking at all or no? Mm, great question. Not I sure. I, d- I have no idea if there are laws about that or not. I don't know. Anyway, so we're introduced to Charlotte. She is our share which is great. And then she, this is her best friend, Deanna. Is that what her name was? Yeah, Deanne. Deanne. Deanna and Mason. And Mason. So Dion and Murray. But Dion still gets to be called D. Loophole. Very fun. D and Mason have never had sex. <gasps> Ever. Okay? Same in Clueless, same in Cumless. D is a virgin but then two minutes later on the couch later <laughs> i'm shocked i was so disappointed that it was there was barely any lead up to it what? it was just oh my god there's a lipstick stain on your shirt and that <gasps> is a throwback to the movie oh. because oh, oh yeah there oh was... my god i okay i i very much love that because in clueless there is why did i find this cheap stringy hair thing in the back of your jeep were you jeeping behind my back with shawana and because shawana buys cheap hair extensions but in this one it's like were you getting the top of your peck over your shirt kissed by one of those cheap cvs (laughs) branded hose (laughs) So I will argue that CVS isn't that bad. Not at all. I will argue for Milani concealer any day of the week. I will argue for cheap stringy hair something. (laughs) Right? (laughs) But it was an impressive way to bridge that reference. And I was like, they did manage to shoehorn in some decent references with very little plot. Yes. My problem with the film, though, overall, it was, look, and I know you guys might disagree with me. For me, it felt like, as if someone remembered the concepts yes. from yeah. Clueless, yeah. but not really the film and decided to make a parody about it. Yeah. Because here's the thing, with all of these, I stop watching as soon as I can tell there's no more dialogue, they're no longer in character, and they're just fucking. Because mm-hmm. look, I'm going to chafe if I watch all of it. But like, I started watching this, I checked what time it was, started watching this at 12.26, and this is an, it was a 112-minute movie. I started watching at 12.26, I was done watching... By 1249. Yeah, same. So <laughs> less than like, about 20 some odd minutes. And that was, you know, stopping a few times to make sure I got the dialogue. So like, I, I love the movies where it's at least a third dialogue, preferably a half. And those tend to be really good. Yeah. That's the thing that like excites my mind. Like, oh, yeah. I don't necessarily like the when we're fucking like that's nice but i like the lead up like how how do you get your stepbrother to fuck you 
you know, like, <laughs> right? Exactly. How did we accidentally end up here in the shower in this situation? Yes. Okay. So in the original Clueless, Cher and her ex-stepbrother ex get together. Ex-stepbrother. Ex-stepbrother yes. who hated each other the entire movie. And they had such magical quips between the two of them. Oh, yeah. We got none of that in Cumless. There was a wonderful chemistry between the two. And like you're thinking the entire time, these two aren't good. Like they're not good. Like they should because they're so cute together. But And then they do and you're like, it's kind of nice. That's kind of, I'm like, that wasn't this. Yeah, no, in Cumless, they made Josh slash Joey, right? Joe, Joseph? Yeah. Some, yeah, Joseph. The creepiest what? character you've ever seen in your, like, Josh is supposed to be like hot, kind of He was nerdy. woke before woke was a thing. Mm -hmm. He's going to right? plant a celebrity tree. Uh, Marky Mark, excuse you, is going to be there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, my God. He's taking time from his busy pants dropping schedule. What is Marky Mark doing right now? He's inside. <laughs> I can tell you. He that. needs to post a video just like Madonna. Let us know he's OK. I was considering uh, I saw uh, our friend uh, Chrissy Mayer posted a parody video of Madonna's video. I'm like, we should all do parody video. And the next time a celebrity video comes out, I want another parody of it. I just That's want so funny. All oh, you know, we will get it because none of their personal assistants are around to stop them. Oh, my yeah. God. You're right. The celebrities have been let wild. They've gone wild. Oh, my God. Tom Arnold could go crazier. <laughs> Tom, we love you. We're, we're worried. As we've said to you before, as I've DM'd you to say to you before, we worry about you. We want to make sure you're OK, our friend. We need Big Brother cams for Gary Busey and Charlie Sheen ASAP. Oh, fuck. Oh, my oh, God. Speaking of Big Brother, did you guys uh, hear that? I believe it was in Germany. They were filming Big Brother and then they had to figure oh out God. whether or not to, to tell, tell the cast, the cast yeah. okay, did, did, about Corona. Did yeah. you guys see about Jared Leto, the most Jared Leto thing that ever happened? The funniest thing that he like went out to the woods and like or the desert. It was like a silent meditation and he comes out and he's like, I returned to a changed world. I'm like, go write another song about it for 30 seconds to Mars. It'll be great. I'll, I'll Excuse love it. Excuse you. It just became Battle Royale for the people in Big Brother. Oh my God. They're all, they've gone Hunger Games. Who gets to stay in the bubble room? Do you guys watch Love Island? I no. have not ever watched it. What am I missing? Well, there was a whole thing. We need to hear about this. It's very sad. But this year, the old host was in like a scandal that she had maybe been domestically abusing her partner. And oh my God. they replaced her. And then there was a current season going on with a new host. She killed herself. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. Jesus. And they didn't tell the contestants, obviously. So like there would be like these somber openings that would be like, we're so sad about Caroline. And it's like, all right, now in the villa, look who's fingering who. It was very strange. Wow. Yeah. You know, I have time. I should uh, go watch a couple episodes. I mean, I did wrap up Love is Blind. Did you guys watch that one? No. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I feel like that's a thing that like after like I have like a few things that are next in my listen to as background noise while I warn the world that they're all going to die. Cue, but Love is Blind. It's like what? How does it work? Love is Blind is crazy. Do they date with like blindfolds on or like and then what happened? I'm very confused. Love is Blind prepared us for quarantine. Right? <laughs> because they date in pods. So they can't touch each other. They can't see each other. But exactly. There's a wall. They date 
via pods and they can't see each other? There's a wall between them. All they can do is hear each other. They date for like eight hours a day with different people. The guys live in one house. The girls live in the other. Oh, my God. So they all know that they're like actively dating each other at the same time. Absolutely disturbing. Like, this is how you know. And I, I say this as someone who is always trying to get a television show. Everyone in Hollywood's a sociopath. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, there's the fact yeah. that, like, we market misery because it's entertaining. Like, I know, like, as soon as, like, people were approaching me after my virality a few years ago to be like, hey, I can be your agent and we could try to make a thing happen. I'm like, I know I'm a broken human because they think they can make me funny enough to make money. <laughs> like, mm. everything that makes people entertain is a little fucked up. Totally. Every time I go to my therapist, she's like, come back, more stories. I'm like, I'm hilarious. <laughs> it's like everything that makes us stand-up comedians, it's like, yeah, that's just means I'm damaged. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a world of cam girls right now who are having uh, sessions with their therapist via webcam, and it's the first time they're going to be on webcam with someone and not getting paid for it. Think about that. So funny. You know, if they do it naked, is it like trade for? It's bartering. Great question. Cam girls, yeah. write in. What is it? If you see your therapist naked. Wait, Yvette, what was your viral scandal? Oh, it wasn't a scandal. I uh, I destroyed a charlatan's career. I wrote an article called The Food Babe Blogger is Full of Shit. It got over 5 million hits and landed Whoa. me on the front page of the LA Times. Whoa. You may have seen my my ramblings on Facebook or Twitter as the Cybabe. Ah. I debunk bullshit on the internet. I go after people like Gwyneth Paltrow because she's horrible. Um, but yeah, it's... <laughs> oh, I have something for you then. Did you watch the Goop show? Here's the saddest thing. I was in the middle of filming a series of us watching and reacting to it. Like we had mm-hmm. an episode filmed. We had a schedule to go back and film the next one. And we had to stop because social distancing. We can't oh. even film it. Yeah. So Well, here's a fun little tidbit that I think you might like to maybe rewatch of the goop. So that man who does the breathing outside, Wim Hof or whatever. Oh my God, I'm terrified. Wait, what is breathing outside? Did you watch it or no? No, I haven't seen that. No. I've only seen the episode on psychics where they tell us that we're all psychics. And I'm like, no, no. Most people don't even know what's happening right now. Never mind can see into the future. Truly. Um, no, this I guess this is episode two, but he's like, you can do anything just by harnessing the power of cold and running outside and being cold. And like the whole goop staff goes and like practices with him. We noticed while they were in a very cold place, there's no breath coming out of anybody's mouth. What? So how is it so cold outside if no one's like you can see your breath in like 50 degree weather sometimes? Well, here's my question. Does that show on film? Because, for example, like rain doesn't show on film. So for films, they have to add a little bit of milk from what I'm aware of. Oh, Oh. I don't know. No idea if water vapor. Can you see a cigarette smoke? I'd have to look into that. That could be a physics thing that I am unaware of. All right. If you do movie stuff uh, or you know this, write in. You know, because I know we have a science audience because a bunch of our audience followed over from Masai Babe page. If you have seen this and you uh, already know why this, it's probably a vapor pressure thing because you only get like I, that is my my guess at this point. Um, but please give that a quick uh, peek and tell us if you think you know why. Info two girls, one mic, because uh, we're going to science the shit out of this one because it's Gwyneth Paltrow and fuck her. Mm-hmm. Is she actually in Antarctica or is it just a studio in downtown LA? We'll never know. We'll never know. It doesn't even have to be a studio anymore. TikTok's got such great green screens. Oh my God. True. 
Uh, I feel like I should start filming this with a green screen behind me and just, you know, put dinosaurs just attacking. And then it'll be like, it's yes. flaming, flaming hellscape, guys. Flaming yes, hellscape. you can go anywhere. Oh, yeah. You can't like go it. anywhere, but you can go anywhere. You can make the outside world think everything's going much like I just bring it in. In the category of um, quarantine bingo, have you guys looked at how cheap flights are right now and cried? I saw about a week ago, I think I saw a $14 flight to Miami from New York. Hilarious. I saw a $62 flight to Boston from like, my and my family, my mom lives in New Hampshire. So I was like $62 to go visit my mom for a week. That'd be nice because she's 68 and I'm really terrified that if, you know, things go pear-shaped, they're going to be like, no ventilator. Knocking so, on wood bed frame. I'm just saying, uh, please stay the fuck home, guys, if you possibly can. So yeah, that's, stay the fuck that's home. just, you know what? Your homes are nice. You guys bought so like the, you bought a ton of stuff. Get your on, money's worth out of your rent for one time in your life. You've bought so much shit on Amazon to make your home neat in the last few years. Enjoy it. Those things that are just collecting dust, be like, hey, I'm going to play with this now. Play video games. You have an excuse. You have a mm-hmm. great excuse. to pl- you Go back and play Mario 3. It's the best video game ever. Go play Paper Mario. Oh, oh, oh. Oh my God. Actually, I downloaded Steam the other day and I went to free oh. games. Someone decided to take a Super Mario Brothers and just turn it into Super Bernie. What? Oh. It's the same exact concept except Bernie. I, and instead of like going for a star to make him bigger, it's Vermont cheddar and against Republicans. And of course, Bowser is Trump. Trump. Look, it's free. You have the time. That's you, amazing. Holy shit. I need to play this. Like this is on, wait, on which system is this again? Is it on? It's on Steam. So you can play online. Holy shit. I'm so excited. Yeah. No, it's time to do a lot of stuff. Like, honestly, learn how to do this shit that like watch Love Island. You have the time. Learn how to masturbate. Like you have a handful of things you need to do. You need to learn how to cook. You need to learn how to sew. You need to learn how to plant a garden. You need to learn how to get yourself off. Mm-hmm. Ladies, look, the challenge is we're millennials here. We were all told to have side hustles, not hobbies. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I fortunately got a boyfriend who cooks. Otherwise, I would have eaten pasta for the past 14 days. And I would have been fine with it. There's so much variety. There are plenty of things that one can make on things that live on your shelf. I am making homemade hummus today from scratch. Nice. Oh, yeah. I'm toasting sesame seeds and everything for it. I'm very excited about this. I made a comedy club in my boyfriend's room. Oh, damn. That's better than everyone making bread. Oh, my God. Why are you making bread? (laughs) You say this as I have sourdough rising. Sourdough starter that I made from scratch. Gluten-free sourdough starter that I made from scratch that has been working on for a week and is now going to turn into because it's delicious and because I... Uh, I won't yuck your yum, but yuck. (laughs) Really sourdough out of all the breads? Because I have celiac disease and I can't find gluten-free sourdough anywhere. Okay. Sourdough sucks. Sourdough is delicious and you are objectively wrong. Can you make gluten-free brioche? Uh, yes, I have a recipe for it. You know what makes the world go round is people liking different types of breads. Exactly. So you can like your bread and I can like my bread. As long as we all agree that carbs are amazing. Amazing. No, yes. whenever somebody says they don't smoke weed, I'm always like, oh my God, fantastic. More for me. Ex- yep. Like, like it's, more I, sourdough for you. I have no hatred for the non-weed smokers. I just, I always offer if someone says not my thing, I'm like, if you ever change your mind, you feel free to ask and then I'm I'm done. But it's like, 
You can find as, me. As long as people don't lecture me on it. I'm like, I'm totally. 30, I'm like, I'm 36. We're past the point for lecturing me. Like I, I got through the D.A.R.E. program. This is the result. This is me. <laughs> it's like, I'm not, I'm not shooting up heroin. I'm smoking a joint once in a while. So let's go back to the film for a sec, because I have a couple more issues with it that we need to discuss. We have many more issues. So, okay. Mm-hmm. So in order to introduce the third girl, which is like the Brittany Murphy girl who's played by Mary Moody, I, I don't even catch her name. It's like she was in there for a few seconds. She comes in and they're like, we need to. And here's the thing. Cher in this is not like, like the wonderful thing about Cher in the original movie is that she's very sweet. She's very, Mm -hmm. I'm going to like, like there's something, even though like if you take it and just look at it in the strictest uh, terms of what she did was she takes this girl who's perfectly happy, who's trying to be in a relationship with this guy who she ends up in a relationship with anyway, Mm -hmm. the skater guy. And she's like, she's being very kind about the, I want to give you a makeover because I think this is going to help you. Uh, like at first this girl the Brittany Murphy girl in this movie shows up and she's like we, she kind of you know you can't sit with us you know like that she kind of does that to her right Dion is the one who's like let's bring her in whereas like Dion in the movie is like why are we doing this right my challenge was more with uh, the makeover scene so they just started pulling stuff from the closet holding it up to her and making sounds not yes. even saying oh yeah. this would look great or oh you should try this on Nothing. It's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And whatever happened to the computer? Oh, yeah. And that was what we thought computers were back in like 1990. Mm-hmm. Was it 96 or 98 that this movie came out? 95. 95. Yeah. It's like, oh, man, I was in sixth or seventh grade. Oh, man, forever ago. I'm old. Anyways, like she had the computerized fashion program. It was the best thing in the entire world. We all wanted it. It had her entire closet and it mixed and matched all her clothing and told whether or not it matched. That was fashion goals, man. We all d- dreamed of that closet. They're and we wanted doing those it over thought. there, what they don't do here. Remember that song <laughs> in the background? Oh, uh, oh my God. Fashion. So good. No, I only remember rolling with the homies because they mentioned it so many times. Rolling with the homies. I also love how in Clueless, Ty sings the complete wrong melody to rolling with the homies, and subsequently, so did everybody else. Like, she's like, rolling with the homies. Like, no, it was rolling with the homies. Like, what? Rolling with the homies. Oh my God, this guy just sent me an eggplant emoji. Does it remind you of anything? Ratatouille. Uh, Okay, but anything else? Oh, but also my Emojibator. You say what now? Emojibator. It's a fun collection of vibrators inspired by the sexiest of emojis. So they're vibrators shaped like bananas, chili peppers, cucumbers, and of course, eggplants. And you don't even have to go to the produce section. Now, where can our listeners find out more? You can find all their cornucopia of fuckable fruits and a line of cute animals from Kiss Toys at Emojibator.com. And our listeners can get 15% off the most adorable toys that you'll ever get an orgasm with using the promo code TWOGIRLS. That's TWOGIRLS at Emojibator.com. My other challenge with this film was you had, so after... The threesome, which, of course, uh, the three ladies get into because when you're doing a a wardrobe makeover, how can you not accidentally fall into each other's vaginas? Yeah. Um, I mean, scissoring is a key part of any makeover scene. I agree. It's what happens during the cut parts of the montage. Yes. Damn it. This is we need to change this. Who do I send a who do I send a petition to? Nancy Pelosi, right? She'll rip it up in this version they don't show you dyeing her hair. 
They just show you dying or pubes. <gasps> if only they could have had a shower scene. There were a lot of pubes in this movie, well, which I felt was a choice that it was like 90s pubes. 90s pubes were a thing. Yep. I can see that. I'm down with that. You want to hear something they did get right is Cher's house has those iconic columns. Yes. That date back to the 70s. I noticed that. Pretty good. The very, very Beverly Hills giant mm-hmm. look. We're going to pretend we're Grecian gods columns. Mm-hmm. I've always been fascinated by people who choose to have columns on their homes because it's such an old school wealthy thing. Yeah. It's definitely not... I have money now. I'm going to go for this. It's my parents had money. Yeah. Well, there are still homes like that, like out in LA, like that are, I mean, I'm sure you saw a few of them when you were last uh, visiting Alice, but it's like, I, so I briefly, as, as some of our listeners know, I briefly had a job delivering the pots uh, last fall. And let me tell you, delivering weed for money is fun, but you deliver to some neighborhoods that are mm-hmm. fancy and like, you just, you never expect to walk up to a house that has columns in a neighborhood yeah. that's gated to be like, here's here are your drugs, sir. People in columned houses need weed too. <laughs> and then to have find out that it's a young guy. Mm. That one always threw me. He's like, I'm house sitting. What's up? It's I always expected it to be like a Saudi prince when that happened. What are Saudi princes up to nowadays? Beheadings? Staying inside. Beheading. I mean, look, everybody has to make cutbacks. ISIS has made cutbacks. <sighs> I wasn't wrong was when good. I said that. That was good. That was pretty solid. That was staying alive. Wait, you know what my favorite part of Cumless was? Let's hear it. When uh, they try to set up Mr. Hall, whose name gets to stay the same. Somehow. Uh, and Miss Geller, Miss Geist. Yeah. And the teacher's lounge is in the house. The shenanigans with that were kind of cute. She has to... Get on her hands and knees, crawls so that we can see full puss from behind, leaves a note. They don't even do the right Shakespeare quote. Yeah. Uh, No. What was the note? It was like something really dumb. I didn't even write it down. I think I blacked out entirely because it was like at that point I could tell it's like this is just they're trying to get these two to fuck. It's going to be done in two minutes. Just say rough winds do shake the darling buds of May. Like what's wrong with you? It's... (laughs) See, I was too focused on Tommy Gunn, who was playing the teacher, Mm -hmm. how he was frustrated with the toaster and he kept shaking it. Yeah. They have the Mr. Hall character in this basically just fidgeting with the toaster as if it's broken. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know about you guys, but even like the oldest toaster I know, I've never had it break on me. Maybe it's just me. No, it's usually my fault. I've left it in too long or let, you know, like it's not the toaster's fault. It's me. Right. Yes. That's some introspection. I enjoy that. Thank you. We also like don't get to see the progression of their relationship, but also like why they want to get them together like happens after the threesome. The girls are all just sitting there like naked, vages out. And Dion's like, ugh, Mr. Hall's such a troll. Like he's ruining my life. And then they're like, Okay, let's go get him some pleasure. We should make them bang. That's called post-cum clarity. Oh, very true. You know, maybe they're just, they're thinking with their vaginas right now. All the blood flow is right Mm -hmm. there. And that's just, you know, when you've just had some, you want someone else to have some. It's so true. Yeah. And then uh, Miss Geller just looks at whoever's nearby is like this is the person that gave me the note she's like oh my god i loved your note 
look at my nipples. And he's like, what note? I mean, yes. <laughs> you know, at least he jumped to the right conclusion. He was just, there are boobs in front of me. This is the right decision to go with. It made me think about actual clueless though. And I'm like, oh my God, their relationship is founded on a lie. And that will eventually be figured out. They get married. Oh my God. Like imagine one day Mrs. Geist says to like their kids or whatever, or no, I guess now she's Mrs. Hall. Mrs. Hall is like, <laughs> yeah, he put this Shakespeare quote in a rose in my box. And Mr. Hall's like, no, yeah, I she said I was the most, he's like, no, no, no. You said that everybody at this school had no intelligence except me. And she's gonna be like, I never said that. And he's like, well, I never did that. And then they get divorced. And that's the real end of Clueless. That's just, <laughs> They're oh, gonna man. discuss that in couples therapy. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna need to go have a cry over that. You just destroyed part of my childhood. My other thing with real Clueless is my, my roommate in college and I used to do these like edits, like we'd call them editor's notes at the end of movies that ended happily. We'd go, editor's note, Cher totally fucked up that lawsuit and Mel lost the house. Josh lost all subsequent pay and job that Mel was giving him, had to go live at college. Cher, since she lost her house, had to move somewhere else. Their relationship was strained because he was still in college. They break up. Everything's horrible. Clueless. <laughs> At least you were realistic. Happy mm. endings just don't exist. No. By the way, so going back for a second about, you know, Mr. Hall and um, Mrs. Geller. Geller lying to each other. Have you guys ever lied in a relationship and just took it too far accidentally? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't think so. I think I lied in the beginning of this relationship that I'm currently in like in that I was pretending I was a lot cooler and like more nonchalant than I actually was. And then like by the time we were like two years dating, I'm like, I've been in love with you this whole time. <laughs> How dare you? And he was like, what? <laughs> See, my lie was slightly different. I also started my relationship off with a lie, but slightly um, not the nonchalant. Mm. So I met my partner while speed dating eight years ago. And because you only have two minutes to talk to someone and figure out their personality of whether or not you're going to see each other again, I decided to ask him if he was into Star Trek or Star Wars. And in my brain, I thought for some reason he would be into Star Trek. Mm -hmm. So once he said Trek, I said, me too. And for the next few dates, he kept dropping references to Star Trek. I had never watched it. That's so funny. Oh, shit. See, I learned there was this girl in high school and she was like, she got all the boys. She knew she was hot and she was confident, but she had tricks. And there was this junior who came up to us. We were in ninth grade and he goes, hey guys, I'm uh, going to do a family guy party at my house. Like, do either of you watch family guy? I didn't watch family guy. So I was like, no. And she goes, oh my God. Yeah, I love it. And he's like, okay, great. See you on Friday. And then he walked away and I was like, oh, you watch that show? She's like, no, but I will. <laughs> See, she knew what she wanted. She mm -hmm. went for it. Mm -hmm. That is a tactic. That's yeah. tactical thinking. I enjoy that. My problem was I came out too early. I, I should have, after like five dates, you know, not said that, oh, I'm sorry. I actually, I lied. I mm -hmm. never watched Star Trek. I should have fucking just watched it in my spare time and learned Klingon. You coulda. I know someone right? who's learning Klingon. Apparently it's a useful skill. 
at Star Trek conventions. Oh, I was going to say, what jobs require that? I was like, where? Star Trek conventions. Is that a programming language as well? One day we'll be allowed out of this house and we don't know what will be standing at the end of civilization. Learn Klingon just in case. I wish somebody, when I was younger, had presented foreign language to me in like a way that like, you can talk shit in public. Then I would have been like, fuck yes, I'll learn French. That is a useful one. No one, it's, people do not understand French in this country at all. No. Why learn Spanish? You can't talk shit about people in Spanish. Mm-mm. I've learned this just from the number of people who I've I've heard talking shit about uh, me in Spanish in front of me. And I'm like, they don't think that I speak it, do they? Oh my God. My college roommate caught this girl in the elevator and she was like, that elevator red was really hurtful. And I was like, why? And she was like, you don't know what our next door neighbors just said about me. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. I realized no one in America speaks French or almost no one in America speaks French whenever I go on a show and people are sitting there going, so how is your last name pronounced? My last name starts with a lowercase, then has an apostrophe and then has a capital letter. Mm-hmm. That is pronounced d'entremont and you don't pronounce the last two letters of it at all. It's just it's just there to to weed out telemarketers. Yes. Has anyone pronounced it apostrophe? Telemarketers tend to pronounce it d'entremont. Mm. As literal as you can get with it. I'm not French, but my name is. Like Remy, Remy. is a French boy's name. Re- to, Remy. I have an accent aigu over the E in my Ooh. name. Remy. 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 Oui, c'est vrai. <laughs> Do you often get compared to the French mouse who cooks? Oui. In fact, when I was a camp counselor, that that um, movie came out. And so all my kids Aww. would be like, Remy the rat. And I was like, God damn you, Pixar. True story. Voiced by Patton Oswalt. Oh, yeah. It could be worse. At least he gave you a skill. Yes. Hiding in people's hats. <laughs> it could be useful. Mm-hmm. You never know when you're going to have to hide in a hat for survival. Mm-hmm. Scrunch up real small. Direct them by the hair. That's someone's fetish. It might be mine. It's at least useful. Mm-hmm. Whereas mine is Alice in Wonderland. Psychedelics. Cool. Yeah. 14 year old girl. Oh, dear. It's pretty rad. There is no Princess <laughs> Yvette yet. Yet. Oh, so here's actually a question. So speaking of psychedelics. And I want to hear from our listeners on this. So I have mushrooms. Mm. I don't know what kind. They were given to me by a friend. He told me they're good quality. Don't do it inside. Okay. I was going to ask, do I take them during a pandemic or no? No, don't do it inside. I would say we should discuss this not on the air because I, as a scientist, should not give advice on this with people listening because so that I don't get in trouble. Um, Well, I, as a scientist, will. (laughs) And as uh, a social scientist. Yeah, as a social anthropologist. Uh, first of all, what's your sign, girl? What are we working with? <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> her sign is Virgo, which means she does not believe in astrology. No, I, I'm actually uh, an Aquarius, but I don't believe in that stuff. It's just a four effect. That's fine for you. I'm just asking for my edification. <gasps> Thank you. I'll humor um, you. An Aquarius is too serious of a thinker to go into a trip in a bad mindset or in a not stellar mindset. And if you are in a stellar mindset in a pandemic, well then, honey, I'm worried for you in general. But I would not do that. Uh, You're in a confined space. You're in a space that's not even that interesting. And it can get sad quick. I mean, I, I get sad quick 
even when I'm not high and outside. So then don't do it. Cool. Yeah. I've been saving shrooms for the ideal day when I am not stressed and when the temperature is the same as my body temperature so that I will be comfortable in the wild. It's not happened yet because I'm a Virgo and I'm insane. So it might never happen, but also I would rather have no trip than a bad trip. Good to know. I enjoy microdosing with shrooms or not, as as my husband will call it, not microdosing and not quite dosing. Medium dosing. Just getting enough of it so that you are not tripping, but like it's, you, you can feel it and it's a weird, it's a, it's a sensation. When I was in Amsterdam, they uh, sell like a version of shrooms uh, for the general public to consume. It's uh, like the stems of the shrooms. Yeah. And uh, they say it's not the same type of psychedelic high, but it is some type of high still. So here's a kicker. I decided, oh, I want to buy these, but I don't want to take them now. So I decided to illegally transport them across a couple of countries. Mm -hmm. So I took them to Poland and then I took them to the United States uh, in a bag of candy. Oh, nice. Okay. Do we have cops listening to this? Hey, um, we'll find out. If you're a cop who's currently listening to this, enable us and vote two girls, one mic. People won't be able to find me. They've tried. I've had people who send me death threats. They go to the wrong address. Oh, nice. It's okay. It'll be forwarded to me. Like, I'm just saying, if someone's trying to find you because you have drugs during this pandemic, it'll probably be because they'll be like, hey, can, can you I share? Yeah. yeah. It's like, I don't know what, where my supplier is right now. They're under lockdown. Save me. I'm bored. That's like why I feel super blessed to be locked down over here where like weed stores are essential. Yeah. My husband's like, here, I brought home a sample from work. What would I have done if I was in New York and like needed to call like a foot carrier? Alcoholism? I don't drink. Same. Yeah. Alcohol mixes poorly with one of my medications. So I'm just, I'm happy I'm in a place where where pot is legal, both for for the pain uh, controlling mechanism of it. And uh, because sometimes it's just nice to not connect with reality at the moment because reality is a, it's a weird place right now. Yeah. It's a very weird place right now. Like, it was funny. We ranted a lot about COVID-19 in the last episode. We, we ranted about it a lot more than we've done in this. We've kind of referenced it a few times, but like, I don't even have the mental bandwidth to think about it right now. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's just so pervasive in everything. Oh, that's why I highly recommend the masturbating, but also the reality TV, because it completely like, it just numbs your brain. Like, I watched Vanderpump Rules last night and I forgot about my whole day. Like, this is why I bake because I, it, number one, I like sugar, but number two, like it's something that, you know, you have to pay attention to what you're doing and it takes you away from the reality. And at the end of it, you have cookies. Mm-hmm. It's my way of escaping. I mean, if you don't like cookies, I mean, we just can't trust you. Truly. You're not on the team if you don't right. like cookies. I mean, there's a difference between not liking sweets and then just not liking cookies. What kind of sociopath doesn't like, like I dated a guy who specifically did not like chocolate. Ones with abs? No, they like cookies. They They like cookies. They just resist. Yeah, that's true. So John Eason's, I'm sorry I personally attacked you. (laughs) I don't like ice cream cake. That has made many people hate me for a very long time. Hey, more more ice cream cake for me. But I'm very specific about it. But I'm very specific about the ice cream cake I like. Some of them, I think, can be awful. Mm. The Carvel ice cream cake, not good. Not good. Friendly's ice cream cake from, but you have to find a Friendly's back in New England. And I don't know if those are even still open. Those are wonderful. I have very sensitive teeth. Ice cream is no good for me. And I'm like, 
bitch, you're ruining the cake. There you go. <laughs> I wonder, can you wear dentures over your regular teeth to enjoy ice cream more? I know it's a lot of effort, but I'm asking. Ask Joe Biden. Oh, shit. Yeah, those those are... If he comes out of hiding, sure. Is he dead? Like, okay, sorry, no. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm just saying coronavirus can affect Where us all. Where are you, Joe? No, it's like, here, here's the thing. He has been... Just to clarify, he has been doing daily briefings and updates with this. And it's like, I, but at the same time, it's like, my God, this is just a hellscape. And I don't know how anyone, I don't know how this affects the rest of the um, primaries. Like a couple states have held primaries, but like, how do you hold primaries in states where they're having still like hot spots for it? No idea. Yeah. My mom sent me my voter registration from New York and she was like, just so you know, this came in the mail. And I was like, just so you know, uh, Earth has been canceled. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just think that we should all go into hibernation for the next six months. Just everyone just, just chill out. You're, you'll get some groceries by mail. It'll Your meds will come, but it'll be fine. Just we all just sit in place. It'll It'll be okay. <laughs> It's, it's going to suck. It's going to be a flaming hellscape, but it'll be okay. It will be okay. That's the thing. Yeah. There's an end. I'm terrified in the in the sense of a lot of things are going to change and we don't know what's going to be standing at the end of this, but like things are still going to be here. Yeah. I say that and I panic bought fruit roll-ups, but still. <laughs> I love fruit roll-ups. I, I have fruit roll-ups probably arriving. Oh, and my, my Amazon delivery window uh, is between four and six. So they're going to be, <laughs> I, it's, oh yeah. That's like, so exciting. Was, oh yeah. Like it, it was impossible to get a delivery window. Like I'm sitting there like right after midnight waiting for one to open up and I get it. This is the first worldiest of things we have in my house because I have a bunch of roommates. I live in a big old commune. We have one roommate who is over 60 and one roommate who is a diabetic. And we're like, all right, let's try to get in and out of the house as little as possible. So I'm like, I'm Amazon ordering some groceries. And within this list is like guacamole and fruit roll-ups and Diet Coke. I ordered the dumbest things. And it's like, here's the thing, so I'm, stocked, I'm stocked up to the end of time on rice, beans. And like I said, I'm making hummus today and I don't have any crackers to eat with it. Like I'm just, I'm out of like snacky things. So that's why I'm having a first worldy thing. And God damn it. Like there are major things that I don't know when we're going to run out of supply chain for. So like I said, when I say I'm getting a fruit roll-up because I don't know if there are going to be issues getting those one day, I mean it. There are companies that might go out of business and I don't know if that's going to affect the fucking fruit roll-up supply. Oh, so speaking of pandemic stuff, do you remember how um, months ago we were considering uh, doing a wet wipe company of like wash your junk wipes? Oh yeah, the, uh, the wash your... Fuck wipes. Yeah, fuck wipes. All right, so... We never... Uh, oh, God, this would have been a disaster if we got this off the ground <laughs> because supply oh, chain all disaster. comes from China. Good thing that I had to go on medical leave for a few months and everything just kind of got shut down. But for our audience, I decided to do some R&D research ahead of time because I thought to myself, well, what are the difference between wet wipes? The answer is a lot. Size, texture, shape, uh, dimensions, uh, use case, whether or not they disintegrate. There are so many fucking options. Are there any of them that actually do disintegrate? There are. Hmm. Scott's. Here's a question. Have you run testing on it yourself and like taken it and thrown it into the thing and seen it like disintegrate? Or does it just say that it's flushable? You think I don't have the time? <laughs> of course. Look, I'm just saying our listeners demand this level of scrutiny on things they put onto their tush. So far, Scott's was the best when it came to disintegrating, hands down. Gotcha. But that said, I decided when I was buying the wet wipes, you have to understand, I had never prior to 
purchasing some wet wipes for testing purposes, had never purchased wet wipes in my life. So when I saw wet wipes for 12 bucks, I'm like, all right, let me grab a pack. Thinking in my brain, that's one pack. No, it's four and four of uh, like the 400 of them. Yeah. So what I'm saying is I have a couple thousand wet wipes. I'm set. Oh, yeah, you're good. People are going to eventually start trading that as currency. And, you know, when we get to Mad Max times and you're set for a while. Also, people could just get bidets. Bidets are awesome. You know that company Tushy? Uh, Yes. They sell like an attachable bidet. Yeah, like we got ours uh, from Amazon for like 35 bucks, I think. Yeah, it's like nothing. And then you don't need toilet paper ever. I mean, it helps to to have a quick dry off, but like... Yeah, but if you're not going anywhere, who needs to dry off? (laughs) Shake it. Shake it off a little. Shake your ass, little duck. But you can get your toilet paper usage way down with a bidet. And it's it's very, very refreshing. And invest in a diva cup so you don't have to buy tampons. Ooh, or thanks panties. Or Thanks Panties. I love Thanks Panties. Same. I basically have one box of backup tampons and I have not bought a new box of tampons in over a year. Mm-hmm. What? So yeah, they were uh, th- like, and I basically have the tampons for if I'm at an event and I need to not like, you know, I need, I just need to not have to change underwear during the day. They're really good. Free plug for Thanks Panties. I use Thanks or a cup or even like, I'll just like free bleed now into like black underwear if I know that like if it's like a light day, because like, I feel like the things have totally like taken the stigma away from it. I'm yeah. just like, yeah, who cares? That's a level too far for me, but I'm I'm thrilled that I have the things just because it's been like not having to buy the products and knowing there isn't the waste happening constantly. That it's makes awesome. me just, yeah. Like, I, I have to, to like cry every time I'd flush a tampon. A goldfish died every time you flushed a tampon. Like... Some turtle is sucking on that tampon. Hey, there are vital nutrients in that. That blood was going to feed a baby. Yeah, Maybe. he was an anemic turtle. He needed it. He needed the iron. That's what Big Tampon wants you to think. Exactly. So do we have any additional thoughts on Cumless? Because I don't. No, it was it was not great. Like, I, it was, I mean... It yeah. wasn't good, but it was... I mean, they had a few nods to the actual movie. Josh was so cre- I don't want to like body shame anybody but he had like just the strangest body to me with <laughs> the biggest dick it just didn't line up it and... was just a big dick with a, lo- a small man attached yeah if you took Brittany Amber I thought she did an a decent job in the film yeah uh the girl who played Cher mm-hmm. Charlotte Charlotte yeah. yeah I kept in my notes I kept calling her Cher because I'm like Charlotte pff, fuck this fuck same thing yeah Char. but everything else I would have been okay changing I feel like we could have easily, the three of us, written a better script than this in about a day. Digital Playground, hire us. Yes. Give us any movie that we love from like our teens to 20s and we're on it. Honestly, my friend won an AVN award because, and he's not in porn. Uh, oh, Aton. Yeah. As soon as you said, honestly, my friend won. Uh, as, like, I'm like, it's going to be. He's not in porn. Yeah, we know. It's going to be Hamilton, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. So I don't know. Reach for the stars. Let's write Cumless too. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. <laughs> All right. First off, we have some patrons to thank. And uh, because we're going through a pandemic, what I think I'm going to do actually is uh, for our patrons have maybe, because I've been experimenting with uh, playing games virtually with friends. 
So, you know, things like Jackbox stuff. So I think uh, if you become a patron, I might do like a Jackbox game night. I don't know. There's a cap of eight people. If someone joins one other person, then maybe we'll I'll do something. We get it. It's a pandemic. We appreciate that you are. Uh, we don't know your finances. We understand that a lot of people just filed unemployment claims. So thank you for still supporting our dippy, daffy little show. Uh, it's important to still giggle a bit while we're going through hard times. So please, thank you for thank you for helping us help you help us help you. We love you. Of course, patrons will also get the video version of this show as well. Uh, Fully, completely uncut, stuttering, uh, calling out to our editor and cats and all. About a third of my animals made a guest appearance knocking my mic over this time. So it's a good time. So this week we want to thank... Alexandra Dees, Jim DeKiwi, Fruit, Bethany Nicole, Bob St. Jacuz, John Daly, Logan Waterman, Priest Pilot, Mike Zorbetsko, Joshua Rice, Rowdy, Rick, Brian Gowdy... David Bolock, Holish Ike, Sonia Oclair, Howard Lee, Walter Corzano, and many, many others. And if you want to become a patron, head over to patreon.com slash two girls on mic or two girls one mic.com. Of course, if you cannot support us, that's totally fine. Leave us a comment uh, and share the show with a close friend. You know they have nothing better to do in a pandemic. So please <laughs> share our show before you share a trashy reality TV show. At least. And share our show before you tell them to start their own podcast. Yes. Share our show so that way they could learn what the do's and do nots of starting your own podcast. It's a lot of do nots. Have them listen to one of our podcasts from like the first month and then from like that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a curve. There's a big old curve. It's ugly. Oh, no. Oh, my God. If I listen to old episodes of my podcast, I'm like, who was that idiot? Oh, my God. We had no idea what we were doing. It was bad. Mm-hmm. Like every so often, I'll remember like a line that I, you know, oof, just mm-hmm. ugly. But we've gotten better at like playing off of each other. And it's just, whew, how is it so bad? No, there are things that I said. Well, also, I hadn't come yet, so I just didn't know things. But there were things that I'd said that I'm like, I don't believe that anymore. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm sure I'll look back at everything I've done. Like, I'm going through and deleting all my old tweets partially because I got reported on Twitter. Oh, no. Uh, I got I got locked down for the first time in my life on social media. And I make people angry for a living. Like, Mm. I got locked out of my Twitter account for 12 hours for perhaps suggested. What did you do? I suggested that perhaps if during a pandemic when everyone's supposed to be on lockdown, if an ICE agent comes to your door to arrest you, you should maybe cough at them. That's fine. Oh, no. I was reported for threatening violence. I'm like, look, an ICE agent's not going to arrest me. So how could I be personally threatening them? And why? And I'm like, this isn't a threat. Why is an ICE agent leaving their house in a pandemic? They shouldn't be doing that anyway. So if everyone follows the rules, this wouldn't happen. But, um, you know, I I was taken off of Twitter for 12 hours. So I'm like, I think I'm just going to go through and delete all of my old tweets just in case someone who doesn't like me is uh, finding them. And it's like, Maybe this is a flaming hellscape and they've already found cases of COVID-19 at the detention centers and I'm terrified and this is horrible. Hey, Yvette, I just uh, found out. I, I checked Facebook for two seconds. What? Uh, <gasps> guess who's blocked for 24 hours? What? Yeah, let's go through and delete all of our old tweets. Just oh, no. Here's a kicker. So I make a product called Offensive Crayons. <laughs> and uh, on my Offensive Crayons page, in December, I launched a coloring book called Happy Little Dictators. So I make fun of history's worst dictators. Like, I have Adolf Hitler, like, painting a dog that's licking its balls while he's dressed like Bob Ross. Mm-hmm. 
but of course I put historical elements in it. Like he's he's painting in front of Eagle Rock, you know, for the Easter eggs, for the history nuts. But the thing is, just a page alone from the coloring book, people reported. Mm. There's nothing about it that's like reportable. But yet people were like, well, but it's Hitler. I'm not praising Hitler. Well, there's Hitler in there, so it's bad because Hitler. But I can't make fun of Nazis. I guess that means that the producers is bad, too. Clearly. Then there'll be the argument of, I don't like your art. It's like, well, just because you do not like the art does not mean that the art is bad, like, or not allowed to exist. Mm. By the way, uh, save Mel Brooks. He's in his 90s. So fucking put him in a bubble. Yes. And also stay the fuck home so that you save Mel Brooks. Yeah, stay the fuck home. Stay the fuck home. See, right now is a great time. Like, I know we keep saying this, but I just, I don't think people like, I, I've seen people who are like, oh yeah, like, it's not going to be me. I'm 60, but I'm healthy. Doesn't this matter is- about you, okay? I hate the people that it's not going to be me. I don't care about fucking you. How about it's not going to be someone else? It could be you. It, it could, could be you. You, you, you could are, die. You could be a vector that passes it because every person who's getting this on average is passing it to about two to three people right now, unless mm-hmm. they're quarantining right away. And people are, give or take, uh, they get it in about five days later is when they're starting to show symptoms. And for a couple days in there, they are capable of spreading it before they're symptomatic, I believe. And it's like, you don't know who you're going to come into contact with uh, besides your family. You don't know if when you make that trip to the grocery store or make that little trip to a camping trail, you're going to run into someone who has an immunocompromised family member. How fair is that? Flatten the curve. Yeah. Just- Um don't be a dick. Guys, I know that we're generally lighthearted on the show, and I wasn't going to bring this up at all. But um, two days ago, I had an acquaintance that was 41 and was not immunocompromised who died from COVID-19. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm so sorry. I am so sorry, yeah. Alice. Jesus. Um, again, was an acquaintance. I mean, but still. mentally, I prepared myself for people over 60 dying because i know a number of people over 60 who have health conditions you don't prepare yourself for people who are healthy and close to your age dying and this is gonna keep happening guys i'm in new york city they're making makeshift morgues outside the hospitals at this point i have friends who are nurses who are telling me right now that um, unfortunately they can't test everyone so they're only testing people who are at this point not Stable, you know, obviously into, in more critical yeah. care. So that's going to increase the mortality rate, obviously, because we're unable to test everyone. We don't have the resources, unfortunately, and it fucking sucks that as a country we are in that position. But we're serious when we say stay the fuck home. It's a lot more serious than you think. And if someone's downplaying this or saying just fucking walk outside because of herd immunity, they don't seem to understand how herd immunity develops uh, and stay, tell them to stay the fuck home. Herd immunity develops with either vaccines or with people getting really fucking sick. I'm sure many of the people who listen to this regularly have seen my rants on Facebook about this, but here's the problem is that every hospital only has a certain number of ventilators. This is just harrowing. Um, in Italy at one point, you know, they had to, doctors had to because they ran out of ventilators and people were coming in so quickly. They had to decide who to take off ventilators mm-hmm. and it started, you know, they started at a certain age taking them off and it went, you know, 65, yeah. 64. They're down to taking people off ventilators who are 60 and over. Guys, my mom is 68. <laughs> like she's in good health, but this is hurting people of all ages. And I just don't know, like, 
please stay. Like my mom works in a pharmacy. My brother is an EMT. Please stay the fuck home. Mm -hmm. We're all struggling and we're all struggling financially. But at the end of the day, I mean, look, is your health really worth it? Is your family member's health worth it? Because that's what you're risking by going and interacting with other people. Yeah. Like the economy has gone through shit. The economy is going to go through shit the economy is going to be fine eventually. You're not going to get people back. You only have so many years yeah. on this planet with people you love. Stay home, watch some porn. Okay, stay yeah. home. Stay, stay home. All right, we say this. We, we say this all out of love. Uh, we wish that things were normal. They're not going to be normal for a while. Stick with us for that. Okay, just just make t-shirts. Stay home, watch some porn. Oh, that's a good idea. We're going to do that. Remy, where can our listeners find you? You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok at Remy Casimir. Um, I have been doing bi-weekly Instagram live shows during the quarantine. Um, So if you want to stop by a stand-up comedy show, I have stand-up comics all around the world, all around the country coming in and doing stand-up at my Instagram page. We're doing one every Wednesday and Saturday, 9 p.m. Eastern. Follow my podcast, How Come, How Come Podcast. You can also follow my other podcast or I guess you can't follow it it's got taken down but I have another podcast called we really love island and it's so great if you want to watch love island and binge with me and learn some British slang and if you want any how come merch how come podcast.com oh and how come is spelled the immature way c-u-m come okay oh Excuse you, but we're all adults here. We understand it's you. Thank you. I would have been disappointed if it was anything else, to be fair. I agree. People tried to get me to change it because of advertisers, and I was like, no. Oh, you're a woman of our own heart. Stay 12 <laughs> and funny forever. Yvette, where can our listeners find you? You can find me ranting about all things science and COVID-19 at the SciVabe on Twitter and Instagram and over at Facebook.com slash SciVabe, where I am snarky and sciencey. And Alice, where can people find you and our podcast? You guys can find me over at Rational Blonde on Twitter. But of course, make sure to support the show. Tell your friends and head on over to at TGOM podcast on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, or of course, support the show at twogirlswithmike.com or patreon.com slash twogirlswithmike. Thank you so much, guys, uh, for listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.